0: Truth In My Days podcast is sponsored by the Truth In My Days ministry. Welcome to the Truth In My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men.
1: Hello all, my name is Moses. I just want to remind everyone that this is part 25 of a multi-part series. Today, Sonia will be interviewing John. But before that, I will briefly summarize what we've covered so far in the series, and then we will return to the discussion. The summary is as follows. The gospel according to John is challenged by skeptics because it is so different from the other three gospel books presenting a clear picture of Jesus as the divine son of God and a clear picture of the gospel of salvation by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone. Skeptics have long claimed that John was published late in AD 90s and that these elements are legendary elements that developed over a long period of time however these attacks are bogus first as we saw even if john had been published in the 90s that would still have it be within the lifetime of eyewitnesses who could confirm or deny these elements people today can remember back to world war ii times and the holocaust true average lifespans were shorter in roman times than today but that was mainly because deaths in childhood and military encounters those who survive could expect to live as long as we do today. In fact, liberal scholars seem to realize this and originally claim the gospel books were written after AD 130 and John no earlier than AD 160. These dates were set forth by one F.C. Bauer on the basis of not evidence but philosophical musings about how Christianity might have come about. This is why it is so important for us to demand actual evidence for such claims. In this case, The discovery of a fragment of a manuscript of the Gospel according to John that dated to AD 125 at the latest proved that the supposed assured results of critical scholarship were wrong. Skeptical scholars were first to admit that all the Gospel books date to the first century, which does not allow for enough time for legends to develop and be incorporated into these writings. Legends do develop through the years about historical characters, but what we believe about Jesus was there from the very beginning. Furthermore, by pushing the gospel books late, liberal scholars make Paul's letter the earliest New Testament writings. And there is nothing in John that is not already in Paul. Nevertheless, some evangelical scholars have been induced to even denying the historicity of the gospel according to John and treating it as mere wisdom literature rather than historical narrative. And even likening it to a parable that was not meant to be taken as history. These claims are being used by Muslim apologists to undermine the truth of the gospel message and combined with other attacks on the gospel books by liberal scholars can undermine even the resurrection itself. Nevertheless, despite the actual evidence, evangelical scholars side with the liberal scholars in dating the gospel according to John somewhere between AD 80 and 100. And this is fed to Christians in the pews via study Bible notes and commentaries. Most of the scholars commenting on this have not studied the evidence directly, but are passing on the party line. And when we look at their reasons, we find them wanting. First, Jesus foretold Peter's death in John 21, 19. But that does not mean John published his book after the event, since this was a predictive prophecy by Jesus, just as he foretold the destruction of the temple. And this was recorded by Matthew and Mark, who published their gospel books before the prophecy was fulfilled. In John, also, we see the fulfillment of prophecies by Jesus that had already happened were recorded by John in his gospel book. And there are two passages in the gospel books according to John where the writer should have mentioned the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple if they had already happened, after John 4:24 and after John 11:50. The fact that it is not mentioned indicates this book was published before the events happened in AD 70, blightly asserting that the book was probably written in 80s 80s and 90s is baseless. Meanwhile, suggesting that the book must have been so late because it presents such a high view of Jesus as a deity should be an unacceptable argument for an evangelical, as it is suggesting that such ideas were developed by the church decades later, rather than being an accurate portrayal of Jesus' self-revelation nor does which Jewish groups John does or does not mention help date the book. Notice the fact that John mentions both names for the Sea of Galilee, since, as far as we can tell, the second name Sea of Tiberius was used before Jesus began his public ministry. Particularly troubling is the claim that Thomas's confession of Jesus as my Lord and my God in John 20:28 20, was a repose to the imperial cult of the Emperor Domitian who used that title for himself, indicating John was written after Domitian became emperor in AD 81. But that would suggest that John retrodicted these words into Thomas's mouth. In fact, such titles were used long before Domitian, and in this case of Jesus, are based on the Old Testament titles of God himself. Also, the claim that excommunication seen in John 9 only happened after AD 70 is false. We see such things even in the Old Testament. And what about the testimony of the early church fathers? We hear that they unanimously support the late date of the Gospel according to John. But that is not true. There is plenty of testimony that John lived to an old age, but not that he wrote the Gospel book late. There is no claim of this until Epiphanes in the 4th century, and his testimony is garbled and unreliable. No one else says this until the 9th century. So here is another example showing that evangelical scholars really need to be more careful about checking the actual evidence before making assertions. As we have seen, the lack of the mention of the destruction of the temple indicates the gospel according to John was published before AD 70. Furthermore, the fact that the editorial comment about the death of Peter foretold in John 21 18-19 speaks of his death in the future and not the past. This indicates that Peter had not yet died, which puts the publication of the gospel according to John to AD 64 or 65 at the latest. This is supported by ancient inscriptions in many manuscripts that tell us that this book was published 32 years after the ascension of Christ, which puts it to AD 64 or 65. Even though the manuscripts are relatively late, the widespread extent of the colophons suggests that they go back to the third century. Furthermore, since the dates given in these colophons for the publication of Gospel according to Matthew and the Gospel according to Mark agree perfectly with the dates given by Eusebius, we should trust them for the dates of the Gospel according to John also. And as we have seen, the year 64 to 65 given for John in the colophons dovetails precisely with the dates given by the internal evidence. So why is the Gospel according to John so different from the Synoptic Gospels? In the previous episode, we started a comparison drawn from the world of hockey. Specifically, the summit series between Canada and the Soviet Union that took place in 1972. The book's written about this series afterwards and how they compare to the gospel books.
2: What about John's purpose? Can you read John 20, 31?
1: These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name
2: is that interesting? A very, very clear statement from John as to why he's writing this book. And what is that purpose? Evangelism. Evangelism, exactly. That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Harkens all the way back to John 3, 16 to 18. Believe you will have life. It's an evangelistic tract, so to speak. A lengthy, lengthy evangelistic tract. Luke is writing to people who are already Christians. John is writing to people who are not. And so Armin pointed out that that John is all about who Jesus is. Well, it's, it's not all about it, but certainly it's, there's a huge focus on who Jesus is, and there's a huge focus on how to be saved, which is exactly what you'd expect in an evangelistic tract. Something written to unbelievers for the purpose of them coming to faith and believing. Luke is written to people who are already Christians, people who already know who Jesus is and who already know how to be saved because they're Christians already. They need to know those things already. So Luke doesn't have a reason to focus on who Jesus is. Uh, he doesn't have a reason to focus on how to be saved. His readers already know these things. And so he's he's focusing on, on Jesus, uh, miracles, parables, and so on. Uh, can add to the certainty as they go over the miracles. So this then, just as with the, the books on, on the, the Canada-Soviet Summit series, a book that's written for the purpose of evangelizing people is necessarily going to be very different from books that are written for a different purpose. In the case of the, the hockey books, just general interest about the series. In the case of Luke... To people who already know Jesus, and we're just trying to f- make sure they know all these these details about his teachings and his works. Mark and Matthew being so similar, seems most likely they were writing also writing to Christian audiences, not writing it for evangelistic purposes. So that then is is a pretty clear explanation and rational rational explanation for why these bo- John is different from the other gospel books. What do you think?
1: What about the supposed problem of the historicity?
0: Please note that this is a multi-part series. If you have missed any episodes and would like to listen to them, they will all be available on our YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find the links to these on our website, truthinmydays.com, or you can look for Truth In My Days on YouTube as one word.
2: Well, once we realize that they're written for different purposes, they're emphasizing different things, the supposed problems of historicity disappear. There's nothing in John that Jesus could not have said. There's nothing in Matthew, Mark, or Luke that contradict what Jesus says in John. Every writer picks what he wants to include. Any writer in any era picks and chooses what he wants to include. People who are writing to Christians so that they might know the certainty of those things in which they were instructed, will necessarily pick different things than someone who's writing that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. There's no historical problem. They, they're both accurate representations of Jesus, but different aspects of his life and ministry. The claims that there's historical problems then Again, they're bogus, as skeptical claims always are. They're they're trying to create a problem by saying, hey, this guy told you this stuff, this guy told you different things, and they pretend it's a problem. It would only be a problem if there's no way to put them together. But there's not the slightest difficulty in putting them together, is there? No. No.
1: So I guess the only dodge left for skeptics then is to say that somebody else and not John wrote the
0: gospel according to John.
2: Yes, that's that's pretty much their only dodge left, and we did talk about gospel authorships in another program series. Liberal scholars uh, try this kind of thing all the time, and it's a scam. And we went into detail on it, but just a quick quick recap of of the main points. These are bald assertions; they're statements made without evidence to back them up. They will say that the the gospel books were originally formally anonymous the author is not named in the book and far too many evangelical scholars go along with that and i point out yes they are named it's right there in the titles they say well the title is not part of the original but they're there on all the manuscripts we have every manuscript that includes the beginning of a gospel book has the title you have no manuscript without a title We have no comment from any church father that these books were ever circulated anonymously. So if you're going to claim that they are formally anonymous, you have a burden of proof on you, which they do not even try to meet.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but please join us for the next part, same time and same place. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. If you like our content, please share this information with family and friends. It helps us a lot. We also would love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Truth In My Days as one word again. Truth In My Days as one word. No spaces in between. Or reach us by email at info at truth in my days dot com. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you!